Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Embrace on this Christmas morning. What a wonderful season to be able to start celebrating together. We're going to begin with our call to worship this morning, and you can read along with me on the screen. Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as, as the, the day, day rises to meet the sun. Glory, Glory to the, the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all can, uh, as you're able, let's all stand together as we begin our service. We're going to start out by singing, O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come, ye, O come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. True God of true God, light from light eternal, O he shuns not the virgin's womb. Son of the Father, begotten, not created. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation, no sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God all, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, John and Elijah Epley to come forward. Uh, they're going to lead us in lighting our final uh, candle this morning, the Christ candle. And so as they're coming forward, you can prepare your hearts for that. Advent hope moves us. Advent love leads us. Advent joy stirs us. Advent peace stills us that we might affirm our King Jesus. 
It is time we set a flame to this Advent affirmation by lighting the Christ candle. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem of Judea. He was the long-awaited Messiah whose coming was prophesied. The same Jesus lives today in our hearts. He deserves our highest loyalty and total commitment. In Jesus Christ, our hope is fulfilled, our love is consummated, our joy is complete, and our peace is sealed. Rejoice, a Savior is born. A Savior is born, indeed, joy to the world. Now this morning we're going to do a tradition that we share every week together in worship. We're going to share our gratitude and lament with one another as a community. We hold space this morning for all those who are celebrating and also carrying heavy things. For all those who a holiday is a painful reminder instead of a celebration, we hold space today. And if you're here this morning and you're carrying complicated things with you too, you can share that with this community. So I invite you to share the things that you are rejoicing and grateful for and that you just want to praise the Lord for this morning, but feel free to also share with your neighbor something that you're carrying that you lament or protest or that just isn't really fitting the celebratory vibe today. So we're going to take just a few moments, turn to some nearby neighbors, and we'll come back together to sing.
right, well, if y'all want to start wrapping up your conversations and uh, direct your attention back over this way, we're going to continue to worship this morning. I'm so grateful all of you came out this morning. I, I knew we'd have a little bit smaller crowd, but it's always nice to be together on Christmas. Uh, people got a lot of plans and a lot of things going on, so I just am really grateful that those who are here, and then we actually have a pretty good crew um, on uh, Facebook Live right now worshiping with us, and so I'm glad that y'all are there as well. Um, and we get to share this moment together. And so um, we're going to sing another Christmas song. It's called Go Tell It on the Mountain. And so I would invite you all to stand as you're able uh, this morning um, so that we can sing and worship uh, and continue to praise God. So let's stand together. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go Tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Join the triumph of the skies 
with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn King. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come now. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. King of heaven, come now. King of heaven, come now. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. Let your glory reign, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty name. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, come. King of heaven. 
Let your glory reign, shining like the day, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty name, King of heaven, come. Amen, amen. Y'all can have a seat. Well, it's really good to be together today. Um, today's going to be a little bit uh, laid back. We're going to have a little bit of time, um, if y'all are willing, to, to share a little bit after my message. Um, we got kiddos here, and they may go in a cafe, and they may stay in here. It doesn't matter. Uh, Christmas Day uh, was probably a little rambunctious with the original uh, Holy Family. They did have a newborn, probably lots of crying and screaming. Uh, last night on our Christmas Eve service that we did online from my house, I was told after the fact that uh, people could hear uh, my little one screaming in the back room. Um, he was a little disturbed and concerned that he could see me on the screen, knew I was in the other room, could hear me playing, but was not allowed to go in there. So uh, he did not enjoy the Christmas Eve service too much, uh, but that's okay. Um, I think that the first Christmas was probably uh, quite chaotic, actually, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, what we're going to do now is we're just going to take a few moments to pray together. Um, like we do every Sunday, um, I, I kneel at the altar here each week and always invite, if anybody wants to join me um, in kneeling at the altar, you're invited to do that, no pressure. But if you'd like to pray with us, then the altar is open to you. Um, but I'm going to kneel here and pray at the altar. And just give us a little space to connect with God in the silence. And then I will lead us in a prayer. And then after that, we will close with the Lord's Prayer. And I encourage you to pay attention to what's on the screen behind me when we get to the Lord's Prayer, just so you're praying along with the same version that I'll be doing. So I'm going to kneel here at the altar, and if anybody wants to join me, you're welcome to. Um, and we'll just take a moment just to center ourselves and prepare ourselves to hear a word from God. Those of you worshiping at home, online, I encourage you as best as you're able in your homes to create some space for silence and for prayer and connection with God. You may just want to focus on breathing. Breathe in and breathe out. Be reminded that God's here, God's moving inside of us, that God's spirit is all around us, living within us, giving us life each and every moment of the day.
God, we are so grateful to be here today. On this Christmas morning, uh, we don't often get to gather on Christmas morning, and I'm just so grateful that we can today. I'm grateful for each and every person that is here with us, in person or online, connecting with us today. I'm grateful that we all can come together and encourage one another and lift each other up. Lord, this morning, first and foremost, we just want to praise your name. We want to declare that you are good, that you are mighty, that you are powerful, and you are a Savior, that you are a God who saves and rescues and delivers. And Lord, we need you, the deliverer, more than ever. There is so much suffering all around us. There is also joy all around us. There is life all around us. But God, we do lament this morning the pain and suffering that many are feeling and experiencing. We lament that the effects of this extreme cold weather is having on folks who maybe don't have very warm places to stay tonight. We lament the death that has already happened, the lives that have been lost because of this weather over the last few days. We grieve those losses, and I know that those lives were connected to so many others who, who loved and cared for these people, and that ripple effect of, of death and of sudden and tragic loss is, is so painful, and it affects so many different people. And God, we lament that, and we pray, Lord, that you would be near and be a comforter to those in need today. I pray for all those who are bringing with them just hard stuff today. Maybe folks are feeling very, very disconnected from you or very disconnected from others. And I pray, God, that you would uh, meet them today in this space. I lift up those that are bringing grief with them and, and mourning the loss of, of people that they love. Perhaps folks that they've lost recently or maybe those that have passed many, many years before. And always around Christmas, those people come to our hearts and our minds and we feel it even in our bodies, Lord, that loss um, of losing people that we love and care for. And I just pray that you would be a comfort to those of us who are dealing with grief today. Many of us are bringing in probably fears and anxieties and stress. Perhaps uh, yesterday or this morning were very stressful in our households and maybe there were things going on that, that uh, maybe we did things that we're not proud of even and maybe we were angry or upset or maybe the stress of the holidays is taking its toll. And I just pray, Lord, that you would be peace to those who are experiencing those kinds of feelings. Lord, we bring so much with us, and many of us are bringing joy and just gratitude, and we're feeling extra light and good this year, and I praise you for that, and we rejoice, and we're grateful for that. Lord, today we bring our entire selves to you, into this space, and we pray that you would meet us. Lord, we love you so much, and we are so grateful, God, that you are not a God who is far off, but you are a God who is near. We are grateful that you came, and you entered our world and walked among us. That you were born in a, you know, into a broken and messed up world. In a time where there was so much violence and pain and suffering. That you chose to enter into the hardest places. To bring light and to show that, that God, there's always light. There's always hope. Even as we face uncertainty and fears and struggles. Help us to cling to that hope. Help us, Lord, to have that resilient hope that defiant joy, and that courageous love as we gather together today and help us to experience and work towards that biblical peace where everybody's taken care of, 
and all is good and well. Help us to be people who bring peace into our families, into our friend groups, into our workplaces, into our lives and our homes and into our communities. Help us to do the work of Christmas as we leave here this morning. And now we join together and pray this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for praying with me. Barry, would you mind closing that door for me on your way out? Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It is is good to be together. It's honestly a privilege to be able to worship together on Christmas Day. Um, The last time we got to be together on Christmas Day on a Sunday morning was back in 2016, Um, which was another hard year, and it was really good to be together on Christmas Day. Um, And it's interesting, some of you all are smarter than me and could tell me why this is, but we're not going to get this opportunity again for 11 more years until 2033. And and I don't understand it, but I was looking, and I think it's true. Uh, We won't be back here on a Sunday for quite some time. And so this really is a rare and exciting opportunity, and so I'm glad that, that we get to share together. You know, I'll tell you, it is so easy to get lost in all of the holiday stress, all the chaos and craziness that we experience, that we end up taking little to no time to actually celebrate and reflect on what Christmas really is about. And, and it's, it's sad. It's sad. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. And it's interesting that our culture and our society has totally, like, taken this holiday and turned it into this like materialistic thing about consumerism and about just like feeding ourselves and consuming ourselves. It's all about us when it's really about something much more than that. Cornell West, uh, a brilliant thinker, he talks about, uh, and I've shared this before, but he talks about the ways that corporate media uses what he calls weapons of mass distraction uh, to keep us kind of pacified and keep us buying and consuming, and really keep us from going to deep places um, where we are spiritual and truly thoughtful people. Um, During Christmas, uh, these weapons of mass distraction are being used in full force, perhaps more than any other time of the year, to keep us buying and consuming all the things that they are selling. And it's sad because really what we're doing on Christmas is we're supposed to be celebrating, uh, what we're really celebrating is literally the incarnation of God in the world through the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Like, this is a radical thing. God literally, we believe, entered into our world in the human of Jesus of Nazareth and walked among us. This baby boy named Jesus was nothing less than the fulfillment of of God's promise of new creation that we've been talking about week after week. We believe that the fullness of God dwelled in Jesus. That Jesus was, at the same time, the perfect and full expression of God and humanity in one person. And every year we come back to this story 
Every year we come back to it. They say that, and I agree, this is one of the hardest days for a preacher to preach because it's the same text every single year. And we keep coming back to it over and over again. We rehearse these events every single year. And we do it because it is that important. On the original Christmas, we believe that God's eternal spirit When I say God's eternal spirit, I mean that it was there at the beginning and will be there at the end. It's always, always been there. The spirit was hovering over the waters in Genesis, it says. God's eternal spirit came and was let loose in our world through the person of Jesus Christ. And when God's spirit is let loose in the world like that, there is a seismic shift on earth. Things changed. God entered our world and that shift was felt by many. God was on the loose, and some were thrilled about it, and some trembled in fear. Today, I want to read the birth narrative from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. We read this same text yesterday. It's actually in the lectionary. Um, It's the same text yesterday and today, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and it's because this story is so powerful. And so I'm going to share uh, this text with you, then I'm just going to share a few thoughts And then I'm going to give you all an opportunity, if you're open to it and interested, to share a little bit about what God's been doing in your life over this past year. And so I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 20. I want you all to pay attention to the details of this story here. See what jumps out to you as we read through it. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for the people of God. 
Amen. So last night, I want to reiterate something that I said. I pointed out that Luke begins this text with these words, in those days. This is a really important way to begin this story because he's placing this story in a time of great hardship and pain and suffering. Luke wants to make it clear that this story actually happened. It happened in those days. This is no fairy tale. This is not just a good story that we tell every year to our children. No, this actually happened. This is a real story that took place during really dark times. These were dark times, particularly for Jews in Palestine. And Jesus was a Jew born into a Jewish family. In those days of insurrection and oppression, terrible policies, political intrigue and drama, in those days of slavery and sickness and starvation, in those days of tyrant kings, he mentions them all, Herod, Quirinius, Caesar Augustus, in those days, God showed up bringing hope and fresh vision and life-changing news of redemption. For me, this is Christmas. This is Christmas that God showed up. God showed up. God showed up in those days, and God continues to show up in our days, and God will show up in all future days. God's Spirit has been let loose in the world, and everything has changed because of it. This past year was one of the worst years of my life. I lost someone I loved dearly, and I've seen and experienced deep darkness and grief, and many of you may agree with me on that. I read some words from Howard Thurman last night, and I want to read the last part of it again this morning. He said that the symbol of Christmas is the promise of tomorrow at the close of every day. It's the movement of life in defiance of death and the assurance that love is sturdier than hate, that right is more confident than wrong, that good is more permanent than evil. And coming out of a terrible year, I need that reminder. I need that reminder of Christmas, that something good is coming that there is always possibility for hope and for life. I was talking to my friend John Epley, who's playing piano with me this morning, and we went to lunch on Thursday and we were chatting. And I told him that I was hoping uh, for some light in the new year. I was hoping for uh, lightness, because uh, I've had a heavy load, and I'm hoping also for light to be in my life, because I've seen a lot of darkness. He reminded me that that there is always light, because Jesus is with us, always. In those days, God showed up in Bethlehem, and God continues to show up each and every day of our lives. We sang that song, come Lord Jesus, come. King of heaven, come down, right? King of heaven, come. The king has already come, but we long for that day when the king will come again. And we believe in the meantime, he's continually coming to us, showing up to us each and every moment of the day when we need him to be there with us. Luke continues the story um, after introducing us to the, the hard times that they were living in. And he continues the story and he tells about Jesus' humble birth in a feeding trough in the forgotten town of Bethlehem. We then hear about the angels appearing to these common folk, uh, these shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks in the wilderness. We hear of angels showing up and talking about the birth of Jesus in these grand, kind of big, majestic terms. 
Luke tells us that this baby boy is indeed the Savior, the Messiah, and the Lord. This baby brings good news that will bring joy and peace for all. Luke tells us that the shepherds went and told Mary and Joseph and all the others what they had heard from the angels. And everybody was amazed at the good news, it says. But then we read in verse 19. Everyone was amazed, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. That passage is peculiar to me. You know, everybody was amazed and shouting for joy, but Mary, she treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. The word that we used here uh, for, for ponder and for treasuring up, this idea here, it actually comes from the Greek word to throw. And it literally means to kind of throw it all together. To bring it all together. It's similar in English if, um, if we're talking about like maybe you come home and you're like, I ain't got nothing to make for dinner. I'm just going to throw some stuff together and try to make a meal, right? And you throw a bunch of things together that don't seem to fit and somehow maybe you make a decent meal. It's like when you go on vacation or something, you're going out of town and, or if you have to leave in a hurry from somewhere and you ain't got much time to pack and you're like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff in my bag, and get out of here. Um, That's kind of what we're talking about here. It's throwing things together. That year of Mary's life, Mary's year, when she, by the time she, when she figured out she was going to conceive a child, and, and then from then on, like her life was completely crazy and chaotic. Her life had been a whirlwind up until that point. So much had happened in her life. I want you all to think about it. I'm just going to list some things that Mary experienced um, up until this point in the story. And, and keep in mind, this is, only like, this is only what Luke tells us. There's probably so much more. This is only scratching the surface of the stress and chaos and all the events that Mary had experienced. An angel appeared to her, which that doesn't happen every day. That probably was pretty overwhelming and terrifying for her. Then the angel spoke to her, which was probably even more terrifying. Think about what the angel told Mary. The angel said to Mary that the Holy Spirit's going to impregnate her, and then she would give birth to the Son of God. Kind of scary, kind of out there, right? Mary then said yes to the angel and said, I'll do it, and she became pregnant. She then had to worry about Joseph, her, her, the guy she had been engaged to. How would he respond? Would he even believe her when she told him that the Holy Spirit got her pregnant? Would he leave her? What's going to happen here? The stress around their relationship had to be so, so insane. She then visited her sister Elizabeth, who had been pregnant as well. And the baby in Elizabeth's womb literally leapt for joy when she showed up to her house. She then left, uh, uh, or after that, she then sat down And she felt so um, amazed by what had happened that she wrote one of the most radical and beautiful songs that's ever been written. And it's called Mary's Magnificat. Go and read it. It is the most radical song that you'll read probably in the entire Bible and maybe ever. Her brother-in-law, Zechariah, he had not been able to speak for months. And when Jesus, or when John, his son, was born, he finally spoke and began to sing. Then Mary was forced to travel to Bethlehem while pregnant because of this unfair 
and disrupting census from the Roman government. They eventually found a place to stay, but it wasn't great for having a baby. She had to put Jesus in a feeding trough for animals after he was born. I've traveled to the Holy Land, and the feeding trough is not this beautiful little wooden thing um, with straw in it that looks real comfortable and nice. A feeding trough was this concrete thing that they'd kind of made a little hole in the animals would eat out of. This is what she placed her newborn baby in. The shepherds then arrived to give honor and praise to her baby and also told her all the things that the angels had said and their message of good news. As I think about Mary's life, I think, man, she had a crazy year, right? She had been through so much. Others in the story were amazed by what was going on, but Mary, she kind of had to pull away. And it says she treasured up all of it. She threw it all together, and she tried to put it all together and try to make sense of what had happened in her life up until this point. She looked back over her year and pondered all of it. Essentially what Mary did is she took time to reflect on her life experiences and try to find God in the midst of it. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So much had happened to her. Lots of joy and hardship and fear and excitement. And she took the time to pull it all together, throw it all together, and find God in the midst of it all. You know, Socrates, the famous philosopher, has a, a quote that I, I like. He puts it this way. He says, the unexamined life is not worth living. <laughs> now, that's a bit extreme, right? But I love the sentiment of what he's saying. That too often we experience life, we let life happen to us, and we just keep going through our days, and we never take time to actually consider it and to examine it, and to think about what is happening here in my life, and where is God, where am I, where is my role in the midst of all this stuff going on around me. We are so busy, we are so distracted, we are so overwhelmed. You know, uh, the holidays, really, holiday is really a time to rest. It's supposed to be a time to take off work, and to relax, and to, to take some time with family, and to focus on what matters. But holidays really ought to be a gift to us, a time to slow down and reflect, a time to follow Mary's example and to look back over our past year and treasure up all of our experiences and ponder them in our hearts. You know, you likely haven't had quite the year like Mary's, but I imagine your past year has been a whirlwind. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot as a community, and each and one of y'all has been through a lot as individuals and in your families. And, 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 you know, we've been through so much. And I imagine many of you experienced so many things. And what I want to encourage you this morning is to follow Mary's example here and to take time today and over the next week or so and treasure it all up, throw it all together, pull it all together, and try to find God in the midst of all the experiences that you've had in your life up until this point. You know, I've I've told people recently that, you know, I, I think I've changed and I've grown over the past year, but I'm not quite sure how that's happened yet. I don't, I don't know how it's all coming together yet because I've been through a lot, and the past few months in particular have been a lot for me. And what I want to do in my intention over the next week is to really take some time in the upcoming days 
to consider it all, to look at everything that I've been through, all the experiences, the good and the difficult, and then try to reflect on those experiences. Where is God in the midst of all of this? What did I learn? Like, how have I grown? What gifts have I received? How am I different now? Because we know that even the good times and the hard times, they all shape us. And, and they all can shape us for the better. You know, often people who've been through the most are the most grateful people I know. And they're able to even look back and say that I'm grateful for the struggles that I've had because it's created and made me who I am today. But often we don't ever take time to actually think about that. Because we're so distracted and we're so overwhelmed and we're so pulled in all these different directions. So I encourage you all to do this, to, to follow Mary's example. Let's resist the weapons of mass distraction and the urge to disengage and numb ourselves. Let's resist the busyness and all the ways we are manipulated to consume and to buy and to live our lives just for ourselves. And I encourage you all to follow Mary's example. And to take some time to reflect on all the ways that God has shown up for us in this past year. And so what I want to do, we've got a little bit of time. And, you know, I always wonder if people are actually going to share when I open it up in this big room. But um, what I want to do is just open it up for you all to, to share maybe this morning. Could be just a short thought. Could be a, a little bit longer, not too long. Um, and, and I want to ask you these questions. How... Like, what has God taught you in the past year? You know, what have you learned? You may have learned something through a struggle that you've been through. You may have learned something another way. Where have you seen Jesus over this past year? How have you grown? Because this process of reflecting, it can be done individually on our own. It can be done in community as well. And so I want to open it up for you all, if you all have anything on your hearts and minds today about maybe some things that you've learned, maybe a way you've seen Jesus or, or kind of maybe a way that you've changed and that you've grown over this past year. And so I'm going to open it up. If anybody has anything to share, just raise your hand and, and you can shout it out. Isaac. Yeah, no, thank you, Isaac. Uh, for those who maybe couldn't hear him and, and those online, Isaac was just sharing two things that he's been through in the past year that have been really hard um, with his job, um, having to change jobs and all the things around that, and then also some unexpected things came up that made him need to sell his home, and, uh, and through all that stress, he, he really felt like God was with him, and he grew, and he learned a lot through that. So, Isaac, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Benjamin. Benjamin. 
Amen. Thank you, Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin been through a lot in his life, just with sharing. He'd been in prison. He'd been a drug dealer, been an outlaw. He shared with me, too, that, you know, there's points in his life where he had a lot of hate in his heart um, against people for the, you know, oppression and prejudice he experienced from others. And, and, and it's just beautiful that we've developed a friendship together over the years. And, and, and he lives out the things he's talking about. He finds people all the time to bring here to the church and reach out to. And so thank you just sh- for sharing that you're grateful for all the, the things, even the sufferings that you've been through because it's brought you to this point. Yeah, Dan. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Dan was just sharing, if you couldn't hear him, that you know he had some financial hardship about 15 months ago that meant he needed to get a job. He got a job at Kroger, and you know it'd be easy to be kind of disappointed that you had to do that, or like, well, you know, going through that hardship, but seeing just the, the ways that you've been able to reach others and, and bless other people's lives and be blessed through your time at Kroger. And so thank you for taking the time to reflect on that and treasure up that experience for us today. Anything else? Yes, Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Riley, so much for sharing that. Riley was just sharing. She'd been going through a lot and trying to get out of some stuff for a long time and, and change some things and, and couldn't do it on her own. 
and she just reached out to others and asked others to pray for her and be there for her and just realized that, like, she can do it with the help of others and with others praying and lifting her up, and God showed up for her. It's a powerful testimony. Um, So thank you, Riley, for sharing that. Anything else? Tanya, we got anybody online share anything? We'll do that in a second. Let's go here first, and then we'll go. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing that and being so open about all of those things, just sharing, dealing with issues of infertility and then also some serious um, health issues and physical pain and then also loss of a job with her husband and um, financial concerns there and just all of it um, being a really, really hard year uh, to live through, but already seeing ways uh, that, you know, God has been there with you in the midst of it, but also trying to discern kind of where God is in the midst of all this stuff, and that's going to take probably time, (laughs) and I'm feeling similar to you in many ways as well, so yeah, thank you for sharing. Tanya, did you have some stuff online? I don't know if it's popping up on my phone. We'll do do the online stuff real quick, and then uh, if nobody else has anything, we'll take communion together, but I'll just give you the mic, Tanya. Uh, Paige Commodore says, Jesus has shown me my own resiliency as well as finding patience and peace when others are being difficult. Amen. Um, (laughs) Heard some amens in here too. Jeremy Hankey says, God's taught us the importance of enduring even when we don't see an end in sight, as well as the fact that we're not alone even when things seem the darkest. And more importantly, that God is faithful even when we lack the strength to be as faithful as we want to be. 
Rob Durham says, more and more aware this year of how grace reminds me to be humble, and that's hard and wonderful at the same time. That's the good news. Amen. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything they want to share before we move on? All right. Well, um, we're going to move on. We'll share communion together. So if y'all don't have a communion cup, we're going to share communion. There's some at the entrance back there um, by the front door, but back of sanctuary. You can go grab one if you need to. Um, but we're going to share communion together, and a communion is, is really a time to give thanks. It is a time to connect with God and to thank God for all that, that God has done through the work um, and life and ministry of Jesus. And so uh, today we, we take communion, and we are going to connect with God in a special way through sharing this meal together. So I'm going to pray for us, and as y'all are getting communion cups, um, I'll say a prayer for us, and then we'll share that together, and then we're just going to worship a little bit before we leave. If y'all bow your heads with me. God, thank you so much for your goodness and for your grace. I thank you for all the ways that you have been present to us. Um, you know, in our recent kind of past and also over the entire course of our lives. God, I'm just feeling uh, grateful this morning for, for this church and for all the people here, for their honesty and vulner vulnerability and sharing. I'm just grateful, Lord, that, that you have walked with them and that you are walking with me as well. Lord, today we, we come to celebrate communion together and to connect with you through sharing this meal. Lord, we pray today that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on this bread and juice, that it would be for us the body and blood of Christ. Lord, we confess to you that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We confess to you we've not loved one another very well. We confess to you we've not loved ourselves very well and taken care of ourselves. And God, we need your touch. We need your grace. We need your power. We need your forgiveness. Lord, I just want to pray a special prayer over anyone who's here who may feel far from you. And, and I just want you, Lord, to show up to them right now. That you would remind them, Lord, that you've never been far. That they can run as far as they want. That we can run as far as we want. God, you're faster than we are and you can keep up. And, and I thank you, Lord, that you pursue us. That you run after us. And ultimately, Lord, that's what we remember. And that's what we're giving thanks for when we celebrate communion. That you did not stay put in the heavenly realms. But you, you ran after us and pursued us. And entered into our world to show us 100% that you're on our side, that you love us, that you want good things for us, that you want life for us. And you even went so far as to give up your life so that we could see it abundantly clear that you are a God who loves, that you are a God who cares, and you're even willing to suffer alongside of us. What kind of king, what kind of God, what kind of Lord does that? Well, you do, and we thank you for that. It's beyond our comprehension. And I just pray we'd receive it. We'd receive the gift of your love today. Lord, we need you. I pray you would fill us up this morning in a fresh way and that we would leave here feeling full because we've encountered you. pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If y'all want to go ahead and get out your cup, I encourage you to take and eat. This is the body of Christ broken for you.
and take and drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to sing a couple of songs together as we close our service. I encourage you just to take some time you need to connect with God. Maybe you want to reflect on those questions a little bit more that I ask you. Um, this song Christina is going to lead us in is called Behold. And, and it's just a song. Sometimes, you know, like all we can do is just sit there and wonder <laughs> in awe of what God has done. Um, it, you know, we, we have a temptation to want to explain everything and fully understand everything. And I, I can't fully understand God. I can't understand why God would continue to love us when we can be so unlovable. I can't understand why God would choose to, to suffer alongside of us in the way God does. But I can't behold. I can't I can just worship God and say, God, thank you. I don't get it, but I'm just grateful that we have a God like you. And so we're going to close by just singing a couple of songs together. Um, this first one we'll sing. Y'all can just remain seated and, and just spend some time reflecting if you want to. Sing along with us if you want to. And then after that, we'll close with a, a, a joyful song to end our service.
Amen. I want to invite you all to stand with me as we close our service. We're just going to close by singing a joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. And joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy Repeat, repeat the sounding joy And no more let sins and sorrows grow nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. And he the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love Amen. Well, it was really good to be together today. Uh, feel free to hang around for a bit and connect with one another. Um, I want to share a few quick things before you leave. If you are visiting today and would like to uh, share with us who you are, and um, we have Connect cards in the pews. And if you have prayer requests, any of that stuff, you can put on those Connect cards. And you can drop those in the box here at this door, or in the back there is a box as well. Um, also, if you'd like to give a tithe or an offering this morning to support what we do here at the church um, financially, then you can do that this morning as well by putting those in the boxes, or you can give at our website, EmbraceYourCity.com. And then also, I want to let you know that we um, do not have the gathering, our Monday night ministry, tomorrow or the following Monday, all right? And so tomorrow or January 2nd, we'll not be here on Monday. We'll still have our Sunday service but we won't be here on those Mondays. We'll be back on our regular schedule after that. Also, the church is closed uh, this week, um, starting after the service. The office will not be open, so um, if you need anything, uh, then the church won't be here. Uh, the office won't be here. Christina will be around um, here and there, and so if you do need something, you can reach out to her. Um, but we'll be back here on Sunday, on New Year's Day, another holiday. Um, so y'all come on out and celebrate the new year with us in worship. I think that is everything. Is that right? No youth group this week either. And there's no youth group this week either. So uh, 
I encourage you to grab a handout on your way out. There's announcements on that. If I missed anything, you'll be able to read those there. So if y'all could prepare your hearts to receive the benediction, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.